Did you know that the 4th of July is on a Thursday this year? That's going to be a full weekend of fun out on the deck. Four days. But if your deck isn't what it used to be and you aren't using it for great family gatherings, you need to call my friends at All Weather Decks. All Weather Decks is a 24-time winner of the Angie Super Service Award. And they probably help one of your neighbors. Click on the map link at allweatherdecks.net. Call All Weather Decks today at 913-206-1974 or go to allweatherdecks.net and mention you heard it on 810. Call now and relax. Crunch time. Crunch time. You're listening to Crunch Time on Sports Radio 810 WHB. Crunch time. Crunch time. All righty, Kansas City. Welcome to Crunch Time. It is Tim Grunard and Frank Bull, and it is divisional football week here at 810 WHB. Of course, crunch time with Tim Grunner and Frank Bowen. I want to thank our great sponsors from CBD American Shaman. And don't forget all the CBD American Shamans all over the metro. 30% off all products, all stores. Pop on in there and get with cheese. And, uh, Frank, uh, one of the things that you, know, you and I talked about last week is I had that uh, uh, procedure done on my shoulder over at the Leewood, uh, uh, Shaman uh, Leewood. Uh, yeah, Wellness uh, Center. Yeah, wellness yeah. center. Wellness and, uh-huh. and the shoulders feeling really, really good. They did a great job. It's uh, you know never going to be a hundred percent, but uh, it's it's down there on the list right now of aches and pains. So that's a positive for me, and uh, real happy with uh, uh, the procedure that I had over there at the Shaman Wellness Center. And you guys uh, go over there if you are looking to uh, uh, have some you know procedures for pain or weight loss or whatever it is. Pop on over there. They got all kinds of great stuff, right? I know you've been over there. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, we both have been over there, and they really do take care of you really, really well. Uh, just uh, did a little trip to uh, Arizona, a little road trip. Used my uh, gummies at night to get some sleep. And, and then, you know, you sit so long, your back starts to hurt a little bit, your hands from gripping the 10 to 2 on the, on the steering wheel. Um it uh, it just it just relieved all my pain. So um, I use it all the time. Timmy used it all the time. In fact, I've even been playing winter golf this year because I can use CBD American Shaman Topical Cream. Uh, they have the new version coming out, the new topical, which is even more powerful than the old topical. Uh, I even used a little bit of that. Jamie gave me some samples of that. Doesn't even have a label on it, man. That's how that's how that's how new this stuff was. And uh, gave me a little bit. And that stuff is amazing. It works so quickly and lasts so long that yeah, I sort of forgot, when was the last time I put some of that stuff on? It has been a while. My hand still doesn't hurt. So I uh, did a little of that, and uh, it's been it's been all good. So, uh, you know, CBD American Shaman, our wonderful sponsors, wonderful people over there, local company. So they have about 40 stores here in the metro. You'll find one near you. CBD American Shaman, you get uh, the percentage of the Chiefs, what they score. On a weekend, say they score Saturday, they play the Saturday games, they score 30. You'll get 30% off on Monday. Uh, just go into any CBD American Shaman store and uh, tell them we sent you in. If they score 50, you get 50, 50% off uh, purchases of $100 or more at CBD American Shaman. So stop in and see them. And, of course, during our show right now from 6 to 7 on this Thursday night, it is 30% off. And that is every week. So it's a good deal. Yeah. I mean, 
unbelievable stuff. And Frank, uh, you know, you listen to this show. We talk a little bit about the CBD American Shaman all the time. When when uh, we opened up the show and we had uh, uh, Vince uh, uh, Sanders on last week to talk about kind of the state of the union or the state of the company, CBD American Shaman is doing great. Uh, so we're, you know, talking about the future a little bit. And we don't want to get too ahead uh, of uh, the future for the Kansas City Chiefs, but an interesting uh, uh, announcement was made. Uh, I believe it was this morning, or was it yesterday, Frank? I don't know. I've been. I think it was this morning. Yeah, it was uh, this morning. The uh, the Kansas City Chiefs and Frank, we were on this and have been on this, and <laughs> and uh, had a little bit of some inside information. But the Kansas City Chiefs will be playing in Germany. Uh, they will be playing in Munich. Uh, I don't know if they've announced that, but uh, that's just about 99.9 percent uh, the, uh, the 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 uh, the city that they're going to be playing in. Uh, most likely, it will be right around Oktoberfest. Now, the uh, uh, the oh gosh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the Seattle Seahawks played November. I think it was middle of November, the 13th or the 14th, which is a little bit later. Then Oktoberfest, and, you know, I know with all the logistics and everything else that goes on around Oktoberfest that, you know, obviously, you know, there, there is some concerns with crowds and security and everything else. But, you know, I know that uh, Lamar or Clark Hunt went out to uh, Munich and just had such a great time, and sort of the staff had such a great time uh, visiting and going through the Oktoberfest. Uh, that was going on when they went out to visit, that they thought, man, this would be a great time for the Chiefs Kingdom to come out to Germany. So I'm thinking that it might be right in the beginning or at the end of Oktoberfest, which runs for a couple weeks. So that'd be kind of cool. And then it looks like, Frank, and just kind of digging around and looking at the schedule, that it might be the Detroit Lions that they'll play out there in Munich, Germany next year. So, uh, yeah, we're about a year off. Frank uh, went out there last year about this time, maybe a little bit later, and uh, did some specials for uh, the 2022 season. The Chiefs were going to play against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and then a certain quarterback came out of retirement for God knows why and what reason, <laughs> uh, because it didn't didn't seem to help him uh, both on or off the field. But <laughs> but uh, it certainly didn't help uh, us go to Germany uh, last year, but the Chiefs will be there this year, Frank, and uh, that should be a pretty cool thing for Chiefs fans to experience. Yeah, absolutely, and everybody's thinking it's either going to be the Bears or the Lions, and again, you got to look at, well, when was the last time the Bears were overseas, international game? When was the last time the Lions were over there? But all the other games they play at home, I don't think they want to give up. Number one, they're AFC West Division rivals. I don't think they want to give any of those games up. Plus, they're going to have, I think, both the Bengals and the Bills and the Miami Dolphins. So, I don't think, you know, if you have Tyree Kill... I don't think you want that homecoming against the Chiefs in Germany. I think you'd rather have it at Arrowhead. So uh, they have a really good home schedule. There are a couple of clunkers on there. The Lions are much better football team. Probably will be maybe predicted to win that division next year, okay, the way they played this year. And then the Bears, uh, that might be the game they play. It's either going to be the Lions or the Bears, I think. I think that's what everybody's speculating, so. Yeah, I, yeah, I think it's going to be Lions and the Bears. And uh, once again, the Lions, who were, like you said, the surprise of the year. I mean, really uh, almost made the playoffs and uh, really came from just a dismal, dismal place over the last couple of years. 
uh, to winning some good football games that uh, that they are kind of the, the hot item right now in the NFL. And I'm sure that there will be uh, a lot of people pointing at the Detroit Lions as a team, like you said, that has an opportunity to, to win that uh, NFC Central. So, yeah, maybe the Lions, uh, yeah, the Bears would be a good choice also. Uh, but, yeah, you're right. I mean, it comes down to, you know, there's all kinds of different things they look at. When's the last time that a team was out there? Uh, you know, do they think that it would be a good draw? Um, do they? Is there a marquee matchup that they can uh, promote with market? You know, all that kind of stuff. It's all about dollar signs, Frank, as we know. Oh, yeah. So it'll be interesting to see uh, if Detroit Lions or Chicago Bears would uh, fit the bill. But, yeah, the Chiefs will be out there to play. So congratulations to the organization. I think that'll be cool. And I know there's a lot of Chiefs fans in Germany, especially in Munich, that are excited about this announcement this morning. Yeah, and uh, a couple other teams, the Bills, the Titans, and the Jags, and the New England Patriots will all play the international games this year. So that'll be the Chiefs, the Bills, the Titans, the Jags, New England will all give up one of those home games. Remember, it's nine and eight. You know, every other year you've got either nine at home, eight on the road, or eight at home and nine on the road, one of those deals. So they will make sure you are eight and eight squared away. So if you have nine home games, uh, your chances of playing overseas are very, very good at that point. So it'll be uh, interesting. So, And then they, they, they want to rotate all the way around the league, too, so everybody gets a shot and everybody has to make that trip because that trip does disrupt your season. I don't think there's any doubt about that. It just sort of throws a little bit of a monkey wrench into the season about, you know, the travel and when are we having our off days and what are we going to do there and when are we coming back and do we have a game the week before and where's the game the week before and the week after. We have a week off the week after, so it'll be uh, interesting to see what happens there. Absolutely, but I guess the game that we all should worry about is the Jacksonville Jaguars will be coming uh, to Arrowhead Stadium this Saturday afternoon slash evening, and we'll get into that game. But, Frank, it's pretty interesting. You and I talked about this last week, and I think we were ahead of the curve because we always are because this is the best show that you can listen to. Um, And, you know, I just think it is. I think we do a great job. But, you know, so, uh, but interesting that um, we talked a little bit about playoffs and the speed of the playoff. And it was interesting. There was an article, um, I forget where I read it. It was one of the uh, websites that was talking about Spags and Andy Reid and, and actually Dave Merritt, uh, the defensive coaches. So the head coach, defense coordinator, and then uh, obviously the position coach with the most rookies. Uh, and, of course, on defense, you got several rookies starting uh, talking about how the playoffs are different. And you and I talked about that last week, how, you know, the difference between preseason and regular season and the difference between regular season and the playoffs are different. Uh, it's faster. Uh, it, it's always, you know, a step faster from the preseason to the regular season. And I would I would say it's probably a step or a step and a half faster in the playoffs. The people, you know, it's hard to – it's hard to explain why that is. I, I think that, you know, obviously uh, the uh, uh, emotional, the mental, and understanding that you lose, you're out. Uh, you know, everybody picks up their game a little bit because, that, you know, you're so close to, you know, the ultimate goal, and that's to win the ring and win the Super Bowl. Uh, but it was interesting that um, uh, Andy Reid and Spags uh, and, and, and Merritt were talking about, uh, you know, hey, listen, it's a different level. 
Um, it's 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 a different speed on the defensive. Uh, it'll be their offense against obviously the Chiefs defense. You know, McDuffie, Carlos, Williams, Watson, and then of course on the offensive side, um, you got Pacheco. Uh, but you know, there's a bunch of rookies on that defensive side. And it's interesting because I think Spag said, that, hey, listen, these guys already played 17 games, but they don't understand that this is going to be different. And Dave Merritt, I thought it was an interesting comment that he made. He said there's no way for a rookie to understand the playoffs until they play a game, until they play a snap. And he said, you know, he continued to say what I say all the time, that, you know, preseason and regular season and postseason are all different speeds. And then I, I like what he said. He's like, it's like, you know, you try to explain it to them, and either they don't get it or they think that they got it. Uh, but he's like, you know, he's trying to explain uh, what a strawberry tastes like. You know, it's like uh, you just can't explain it until you experience it. And uh, Andy Reid uh, was talking about, you know, listen, uh, there's the mental side of playoffs. It, you know, it gets faster. It's more intense. You have to balance your emotions uh, and, your, and, and, and your mental fortitude uh, because, you know, if you try to uh, um, do too much, uh, if, if you forget about your technique and fundamentals and you're not assignment sound, and what happens, Frank, and, and I think we've mentioned this before in big games, uh, and even in games that, uh, you know, defenses struggle, one of the top culprits for what defenses struggles uh, are caused by, and that's with guys trying to do too much. Uh, they get out of their scheme. Uh, they're, they're, they're not doing their responsibility. They're trying to do everybody's responsibility. And in that secondary, that is just so important when you're playing against like guy like Trevor Lawrence and, and some of their wide receivers and, and their running back that, you know, you've got to be scheme sound and you've got to be assignment sound and you've got to have the right technique and fundamentals. And uh, I thought it was interesting, Frank, that uh, something we talked about a week or two ago was one of the points of emphasis that Andy Reid and Spags and, and Dave Merritt, who has the most rookies, uh, talked, to, talked to the team about and those young guys about this week. Yeah, absolutely. And they are the third youngest team in the uh, NFL playoffs of any team in the NFL playoffs right now. So they have a very young squad, especially that secondary. I think a lot of times, Tim, with a young kid, I didn't play pro football, obviously, but the situation for me would be this. You, you know, we're just talking about how many games these teams have now. They have 17 games. They have the three preseason games that don't mean a whole lot. But they have the 17, and there's always next week. Well, I screwed that up, and I lost the game for our team, and I'm going to be better next week, and I know what I did wrong. I can go back in the film room. We're going to get this straightened out. Well, there is no next week. And I think that is the biggest thing that hypes everybody up. Uh, including the fans, there is no next week guaranteed unless you win this football game. I think everybody feels right now, I don't think anybody's real concerned about Jacksonville. Hopefully, Kansas City Chiefs don't feel that way. But the um, as far as the team's concerned, you want them to be concerned and give it your best and you know bring your A game. They did not play their A game the last time they played the Jacksonville Jaguars. In fact, they played a pretty mediocre football, and they still won by 10 points. So... 
you hope that isn't sitting in the back of their mind going, hey, you know what? We didn't play very well last time. But you know what? This team wasn't very good. We played. They're not that great. Uh, you know, the kid didn't have a great game. Uh, we're going to take care of business. And Patrick Mahomes had a great game. But, you know, we turned the ball over. And they pulled a couple of special teams uh, plays on us. And, you know, I, I'm not worried about it. We're going to be okay. I just hope they're not feeling that way. I hope they bring their A game to this game. Because really, ever since the Cincinnati game, when they lost to Cincinnati, they have not – they did not play very good football until that last game of the uh, of the regular season when they beat the Raiders. That was the last time they really played a decent football game because they ended up losing to the Cincinnati Bengals on December 4th. Then they played that Broncos game, which was awful, okay? Uh then they, you know, they they won that 34-28, I think. Then the game after that, the Texans took them into overtime, for God's sake. Then the Seattle Seahawks, you know, they won by 14 points, but they didn't look very good. Denver, 27-24. I'm on January 1st. and go, God, what is going on with this football team? Then they play the Raiders and win 31-13, and they look pretty good. You know, they really didn't. They got the first round by. But that was the first game since then that – they played well. It was just that one game. Then they had to take a week off, and now they're going to have to crank it back up again to uh, get ready for the Jacksonville Jaguars. And remember, the Jaguars, on the 13th of, um, of November, the Jaguars ended up uh, losing that football game 27-17. But after that, they really turned it on from that point on, Tim. Yeah, it's interesting, Frank, that uh, you, know, you, you mentioned – uh, that the Chiefs obviously going into the bye week. And had an interesting conversation with Saran uh, on Tuesday. You know, I've, I've been in both situations where I've had bye weeks and I've had to go right into wild card games. And, uh, you know, everybody talks about how the bye week is great, and it is. It's great because you can get a little bit of rest, and if you have some bumps and bruises, uh, that uh, you can get a little bit of a healing um, uh, aspect to those bumps and bruises. But, Frank, to be brutally honest with you, you're, you're not going to get back to anywhere close to 90% or even 100% uh, with a bye week. So you're still going to be sore. You're still going to be beat up. you played 17 games. It's been a long 18-week season. And, uh, you know, the bye week is great, but it's sometimes, you know, you kind of get, get out of the momentum that you had. Now, for the Chiefs, you, you made a great point that, you know, the Chiefs didn't really play that great up until that Raider game, the Las Vegas Raider game, which was the last game. So it's not like they were like Jacksonville where they've been playing lights out for the last eight or seven or eight games. And, uh, and they just had that momentum and they just were doing everything great. Um, so my question for Saran, and I'm going to ask you a question too, um, do you think that it was a positive for the Chiefs? Now I get it. Andy Reid after the bye week, yada, yada, yada. We get that. But was it a positive for the Chiefs mentally and physically to have the bye week? Or was it uh, one of those things where maybe it's just a I, I'm not going to say that it's a negative because it would never be a negative, but it's a little bit overrated. Uh, that If the Chiefs did play, uh, that you know, maybe there'd be some positives to them playing last week too. Well, if they didn't have – if they didn't have the players on this football team that have done this before, 
okay, have gone into these playoffs before and been a playoff team before. They've won a Super Bowl. If it was like a new team and all of a sudden, let's just say the Eagles. The Eagles came out of nowhere, right, to, to win all that and to, and to get the first round by. Well, it's going to be a different experience for the Eagles to try to crank it back up and get back into playoff mode than it will be for the Chiefs who have been through it. Okay, so having Andy Reid, Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, Chris Jones, etc., on that football, even Frank Clark on that football team, it's really going to help the rookies understand what is to be expected and how much uh, more uh, cranked up this situation will be. And I think those rookies are going to pick that up from them. But I think for the Chiefs, it was a good thing to have a week off. The only thing you have to remember is that the team that you are going to play is coming off a win. Okay, and as, for, and as far as Jacksonville is concerned, they're coming off a really good second half of the season. So that has given them tremendous confidence. Now, they have to go to Arrowhead, come in here, play a football game against you know a, t- a team that people are saying is the odds-on favorite to not only represent the AFC in the Super Bowl, but to win the Super Bowl as well. So that is a, a big task for a team like this and for a young quarterback like Trevor Lawrence. But the kid doesn't seem to be phased. He points out very quickly he has never lost a game on a Saturday, never lost one in high school, never lost one in college, and he's never lost one in the pros. And then Patrick Mahomes turned around and said, hey, I'm 4-0 on Saturdays too. So, um, you know, welcome to Arrowhead. We're going to have, uh, you know, we're going to have a little, little shootout here. So the Chiefs are the better football team. They're almost a 10-point favorite, a double-digit favorite, which is very unusual in a situation like this. So it'll be interesting to see how they play. Uh, Doug Peterson's an excellent coach. He has a Super Bowl ring, too. He knows Andy Reid. Andy Reid knows him. Doug Peterson also knows Steve Spagnuolo. So this is going to be a big chess match. I just think that uh, Andy is more of a chess master than Doug Peterson is. But I I think it's going to be a pretty good football game. Uh, I think it's going to be settled by I think the Chiefs are going to win, but I think it's going to be like a seven or eight point game uh, right in there for me. I think I hear a lot of other people saying it's going to be 30, 20 Chiefs or it's going to be 30, 17 Chiefs or it's going to be 40, 20 Chiefs, one of those deals. So I just, you know, I, I think it's going to be a much closer game than people anticipate. Yeah, and I think just the nature of the way that Andy Reid conducts himself in the playoffs, uh, really regular season to a certain extent too, but you know, one of the things that Andy is known for is when he gets a lead, he kind of not really shuts it down, but uh, starts to, you know, uh, limit some of the stuff that he does and uh, tries to eat up some clock and speed the game up. Uh, so we'll see if um, if that comes into uh, play. You know, everybody's talking about the over or the under, and I don't even know what it is, but everybody's like, it's got to be the under. This is the natural way that, Andy Reid conducts himself in the playoffs is that, you know, it's the way that he coaches and the way that he calls plays uh, that uh, usually when he gets a little bit of a lead, uh, you know, he doesn't take a lot of chances to let teams back in. Uh, and one of the reasons why I think that Andy Reid does such a great job of, uh, like, gosh, we've seen it many times where the Chiefs are way down in the playoffs, and if they could put their foot on the, 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 uh, on the gas and go like they did against Houston, and like they did against some other teams as they went through those Super Bowl uh, runs that, that uh, you know, they, they have that ability too. So he has the ability to slow things down a little bit. And he has the ability to score points when he needs to. Uh, that's what makes Andy Reid so special. 
Uh, and I agree with you. I think Doug Peterson's a great coach, uh, but he does know Andy Reid. He knows Spags. Uh, they know uh, 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 Peterson. Uh, you know, Peterson was here in Kansas City. Uh, there are a lot of people I've talked to that lived around uh, uh, him, and, and so he's a great guy, and uh, he's a, just a great person to be around. And you can see that uh, those guys are playing hard for him right now. And uh, it'll be interesting to see, you know, how this game progresses. But it always comes down to a couple things, especially in the playoffs, Franks and Frank and, uh, you know, turnovers. You know, Chiefs can't turn the ball over like they did against the Jaguars the first time. They do that, they're going to lose a football game. It's just the way it is. You cannot turn the ball over three or four times and be minus, minus three or minus four in a playoff game. Although, <laughs> you look at Jag, the Jaguars were minus five, and they still won one. So, that probably shoots that out of the water. But you, know, <laughs> you, you, can't, you can't live with that, that world of being in the minus and turnovers in the playoffs. And then penalties, uh, you know, the penalties are going to be crucial, especially on the defensive side with those young defensive backs. And I think that's why uh, Merritt and Spags and even Andy Reid were talking about, you know, you got to stick with your fundamentals, got to stick with your techniques, you got to know your assignments, you can't do too much, try to do too much, and all of a sudden you're getting pass interference and holding calls and everything else, and uh, you get those in the playoffs, and you get chunk plays up uh, for free yardage, that hurts, and hurts big time. And then, of course, the Chiefs in the red zone, um, their red zone defense has not been good this year. And, uh, and they've got to be able to score touchdowns when they have the ball in the red zone and not settle for field goals. And let's not have any issues like the Dallas Cowboys had in their playoff game where you're missing extra points and missing field goals. <laughs> don't yeah, start, don't start talking to me about kickers, all right? Or holders or long snappers or anybody else, okay? I, I was dying. When I watched the game, I'm going, oh, my God. I said, this is unbelievable. Absolutely. Never the kicker. <laughs> never, never the kicker. Yeah, never the kicker. Just ask Nick Lowry. It was never him. Yeah. <laughs> oh, boy. But yeah, so I guess, Frank, when we take a break here, we can come back. There's some interesting comments that have been coming out um, this week, uh, not only from the Jaguars and from Trevor Lawrence we could talk about, but also from Joe Mixon from the Bengals. Uh, well, I want to talk a little bit about some of these comments that are coming out. Once again, social media, I mean. Stay off it. My Lord have mercy. I know. Wake a sleeping bear. It's just crazy. I don't, I don't know why these guys do this stuff. It's just, I don't know. I, I think they just have to say something or. I think, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll talk. Well, we'll talk about it when uh, we'll talk about Trey Lawrence and his comments. There are other comments as well, and we'll also talk about you know the best way to attack this football team. We can also talk about if you want, if you want to talk about it is the Bengals, of course, are going to Buffalo to play the Bills, and if the Bills win, of course, the AFC champ and the Chiefs win the AFC championship game will be in Atlanta. I knew it was going to happen. I tweeted, I said, how are they going to distribute the tickets for this game? It is an absolute nightmare. It's a nightmare. I had the first window and a little cold, and uh, Sarah and I got our tickets. Uh, we'll be going up there. You uh, cheated. It was, it, was, uh, it was an interesting process, to say the least. Okay. 
All right, well, we'll talk about all that. We'll take a quick break yeah, we'll here. Talk about that uh, I almost got divorced. So we'll talk about that when we get back. Yeah, right. And, and Juju's got some, uh, you know, talk to Andre Cisco, the guy who concussed him in the first game. Chris Jones talks about uh, uh, no sacks in the playoffs, which when yeah. you think about that's crazy. But uh, we'll, we'll come back. We'll talk about that. Don't forget about our great sponsors, CBD American Shaman, about 40 retail stores right here in the Kansas City Metro. They're out there in Lawrence. They're up north in St. Joe. They're everywhere. Stop in. Tell them, uh, you know, Frank and Granny sent, sent you in. You're listening to Rutstyle. Jacksonville Jaguars will be rolling up from down south here in Florida, as I am in my southern command, Frank, down in <laughs> Florida right now. I Don't start just, talking to us about that. It's about, with the windshield factor today, it's about, feels like it's 20 below up here. I, I, I just can't do it. It was 79 degrees here, Frank. Even Sarah's like, you know, this is pretty hot. I'm like, <laughs> I will get used to it. We'll get used to it. But, uh, so down here, so the Jaguars are making their way up. I saw... Uh, a lot of different things on social media and other places about Jacksonville Jaguars are making a trick up, trip up to Kansas City and where to go and what to do. So that's kind of cool, uh, you know, uh, having uh, people from Jacksonville come up to Kansas City to experience a playoff game, uh, which will be really, really cool. And, and uh, Frank, I will be going to Atlanta uh, to experience the AFC Championship game if the Kansas City Chiefs win, and the Buffalo Bills win. And, uh, yeah, so we, um, uh, as the alumni group, uh, the ambassador group, uh, had a, a window and a code to uh, purchase uh, some tickets. Notice the word purchase some tickets. Uh, it's an NFL game. Uh, so the no Chiefs, comps. Are, Chiefs are nice enough to – uh, uh, supply us with a couple tickets, uh, the ambassador group at home uh, during the uh, football season. But when you get to the playoffs, they're NFL games, so uh, you, have to, you have to pay for your tickets, which is fine. I had no issue with that. But going through the process, so we had this code, right? And uh, so you, yeah, it was a 9 o'clock uh, login. Uh, I was about 2,000-something in line, which went fairly quick. Uh, so I, there was obviously other uh, people and other, uh, uh, I don't know if it was season ticket holders or whatever it was, didn't matter because it went pretty quick. But when we got there, we tried to put the code in, and it wasn't working. <laughs> right? Yeah. And, I, and Sarah's like, it's not working. I said, you're doing it wrong. Read the directions. She oh. says, I'm not doing it wrong. And this oh. is why, I mean, literally, I think we're driving uh, through Tennessee uh, by Chattanooga. And <laughs> And I'm, I'm telling her, listen, don't share Read the directions. And she's like, I have read the directions. It's not working. And, of course, my, you know how very patient I am. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm like, I'll pull this car over. Well, I'll do it. I'll do it. And she goes, and she's like, just relax. Just relax. So we finally had a, went through a couple different things, used a couple different uh, – I used my phone, I used the iPad, I used her phone, and then uh, it finally clicked in and kicked on. But it, it was a – a different kind of process, and and, our, and so we got our tickets. It was great. We got ours on the Chiefs' side. Really looking forward to going to the game. If it's in Atlanta, if it's not in Atlanta, uh, my boys will be going in Kansas City 
against the Bengals or or. or well, we'll uh, be. It would it would be the Bengals, yeah. So yeah, it'd be the Bengals against the Bengals. Uh, so I was trying to think of who else could they play at home. It'd be the Bengals. So, <laughs> hey, Tim. Tim, there aren't a whole lot of teams left here. Okay. No, we're, in elite, we're in the elite eight, Frank. Come on. <laughs> so, so, um, so that that'll be cool too. Whatever, but. Uh, but, yeah, the process, and I heard that there was a big snafu. So you probably know more about it. I was kind of reading something on, online about it. But uh, so it didn't work for a while, or what, what happened? Yeah, well, what happened was, you know, a normal fan got, you know, that thing all crashed and all thing. And by the time they got back on, they were they were sold out. And, um, of course, you know, has all the tickets or ticket brokers. They yeah. somehow get them all, and they'll turn around and sell them for a profit and all that. They're not happy. I think everybody this weekend is going to be <laughs> cheering for all people, the Bengals, okay, to beat the Bills, although the Chiefs can't beat the Bengals. So I don't know why I'd want to do I'd rather go play the Bills at neutral site than play the Bengals at Arrowhead. Okay. <laughs> I, they, they That team's a nightmare for the Chiefs. They are – that's a solid football team. Uh you know, as far as the Bills are concerned, you can always count on Josh Allen to make a mistake or two. You cannot count on Joe Burrow or that team to make a mistake or two, and that's the big difference between those two football teams. But the Bills are a five-point favorite, so it'll be interesting to see what happens if the Bills do win. They do go to Atlanta, what kind of experience it is, what the NFL thinks about it, because in the back of some of the NFL you know, higher-ups' minds, why don't we have the AFC and NFC championship games at neutral sites? You know what I mean? But, hey, the, the Chiefs and Bills sold it out in Atlanta. They're both 700 miles away from that city. They sold it out. be just like a Super Bowl. We sell out the Super Bowl all the time. The only problem with it is they will then bring in more corporate sponsors to uh, fill up some of those seats. They'll have more seats to be able to fill up if you go to a neutral site football game, and that way the real fan gets edged out a little bit. And you get a little bit of that feel like you do at the Super Bowl it's very corporate feel at the Super Bowl. It's not like being at Arrowhead or, or being in uh, up in Buffalo or being in Cincinnati or anywhere like that. So uh, I don't particularly like the idea. Super Bowl, that's fine, having a Super Bowl in a, at a neutral site. But as far as these championship games, I hope they stay at the team stadium that earned the right to have it. Yeah, and Joe Mixon on, day, on, uh, on the Bengals, the running back, uh, uh, basically said that it was disrespectful, Frank, that the Bills fans and the Chiefs fans were buying tickets in Atlanta already. (laughs) Bengals weren't going to win. Answer to uh, Joe Mixon is, guess what, Joe? Uh, You don't have to worry about booking your flight, do you, Joe? You don't have to worry about getting a hotel, do you, Joe? Oh, wow. You don't have to worry about getting tickets, do you, Joe? Because it's all taken care of for you. That's right. You you don't have to worry about getting divorced from your wife because you had to get tickets, did you, Joe? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, 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 you know, he's got to understand that, uh, you know, they got to – it takes more than a week to get all this infrastructure and everything all set and tickets sold and, and you know, in hotel rooms and everything else. I mean – you can't wait until next Monday or Tuesday to go ahead and do that. Uh, it would just be a, a logistical nightmare. So they, you know, they obviously had to do it a week before. So, you know, relax, Joe. Quit looking for uh, a momentum and looking for something uh, that isn't there. Uh, you know, and I, and I think, you know, players like to do that. They're like, you know, that's disrespectful. But the reality of the situation is 
as I've talked to a bunch of people in Kansas City, you know, they went and got their tickets. Now they're trying to get their flights. By the way, good luck getting flights. Yeah, forget it. Good luck getting a hotel room uh, for anything. Uh, here, I'll give you a quick example. You ready for this? For the yeah. Super Bowl, since we're talking about this? <coughs> Excuse me. So I was just in Scottsdale, Arizona, right? And they're all week on, on the news down there, they're talking about security for the Super Bowl. You know, it's in Glendale uh, at the Cardinal Stadium. And that same weekend is the Waste Management Open, which is a crazy golf tournament down there as well. So it's going to be just an unbelievable weekend in the Phoenix, Arizona area, right? Well, just to give you an idea, this guy, this one reporter goes out and, you know, they're talking about how all the high-end hotels and, you know, what this is going to cost you. The Motel 6... Okay, you ready? Motel 6 in Scottsdale, Arizona. $700 a night per person, and you got to guarantee four nights. I'm going, that's 5600 That's over $5,000 at the Motel 6? I said, you got to be kidding me. And then if you pile that on top of you know, either the Bills – fans or the Chiefs fans if they play that game in Atlanta, okay? They go and spend all their money there for the AFC Championship game. A couple weeks later, if they want to go to the Super Bowl, they're going to have to spend that much again on that football game. So, you know, you put a tremendous financial burden on the fans at that point. So that's that's just me. Joe Mixon, they had to do it, Joe. There was no – they couldn't wait – until to find out whether you won or the Bills won to figure out the whole thing. They had to get out in front of it before they, you know, they just had to get out in front of it timing-wise. And, yeah, and thank God we, we have some friends that live in Atlanta that we'll be staying with. And, and But uh, I was talking to uh, the, the, the guy that we're going to be staying with, and, you know, he's a lawyer uh, in Atlanta, and he already said that, I mean, they are jacking up the prices. Oh, yeah, all the hotels, everything. Oh, gosh, it'll be terrible. Uber, they'll upcharge. Uber's going to be upcharging. Lyft will be upcharging. They'll all be upcharging. So it's just, it's going to be, if the Bills win, it's going to be insane. Atlanta will be absolute because the Bill, the Bills Mafia travels, oh, I hate to say this because Chiefs fans will probably get mad, but they travel as good as the Chiefs fans. I mean, they're everywhere. Bills Mafia are everywhere. So they're going to buy, they're going to buy up as many tickets as they can. Chiefs fans are going to buy up as many as they can. But if, if the game was at Arrowhead, it'd be 90% Chiefs fans. Now it's going to be 50-50. Down in Atlanta, it's just, it's going to be crazy, just crazy. Yeah, and the, and the stadium is as much as they can do it. Now we'll see how it works out, but it's split in half. Uh, that you know, when you only had certain sections you can buy in if you're a Chief fan. Uh, so the the stadium on the Chief side is going to be like a college game, where you know, a bowl game, where the you know, one side is the Chiefs fans, the other side is going to be the Bills fans. Uh, but, you know, I, I do feel good for Atlanta. They lost their all-star game uh, down there a couple of years ago. And uh, this probably, I'm not, I probably will make them healthy because, I mean, it's a lot of money will be spent in Atlanta um, uh, with uh, people going down there for this game that nobody expected to be played. Yeah, and so, it still may not be played. I mean, still, yeah. you know, no. Bengals are going to be a tough out for the Bills. I don't care where you're playing. Absolutely, absolutely. Let's. Let's talk a little bit about uh, in this this comment that Trevor Lawrence said also <laughs> on, uh, on Twitter or actually on Twitter he was on a press conference, uh, but it was 
plastered all over Twitter that, uh, yeah, Jacksonville uh, was really loud uh, the other night, and I just can't see how Arrowhead could be any louder. Now, number one, Jacksonville Stadium just is not built uh, the way the Arrowhead is to capture sound. Uh, if anybody's ever been there, there's an open side, basically, and it's very, very deep with pools and all kinds of crazy stuff up in the upper deck uh, that, um, you know, it's obviously not as conducive to uh, noise as Arrowhead is. And the Jacksonville fans, uh, they're good fans, uh, but they're not Chiefs fans. Uh, so... I don't understand why he said that. Well, Jim, I think he said it because he's, he played at Arrowhead. He's yeah. already played there. So, you know, this past season, they were there. Yeah. So, you know, you go, yeah, well, they, I guess they were pretty loud there, but I, our stadium was way louder. But, again, it's that step up in the playoff situation. The fans have a tendency to step up, too. So, we'll see. We'll see what happens with uh, Trevor Lawrence. Absolutely. And I have a feeling uh, cheap fans out there, it's time to wake up uh, in the stands again um, and get to the point where you guys were at one time. And I know it's hard because of the restructuring of the stadium, but I'll never forget playing against the Denver Broncos and John Elway, and they had to stop the game. Because I remember that. Mm-hmm. And uh, they please said, please, you know, <laughs> stop making as much noise. That didn't work. Uh, in fact, I think even the players stood up and started yelling then at that point too. Uh, so – we need to get to that point again where it's so loud that the officials um, have to try to settle things down a little yeah. bit. They'll never do that again. But. All right, Tim and I are going to take a quick break here. When we come back, we'll give you uh, some keys to what we think is going to be or the keys that we think it'll take the Chiefs to win this football game. Of course, no, it's no turnovers, but we'll give you names of some players we think will be key here that uh, you know, you're, you're probably thinking of as well. You are listening to Third Style. Hi guys, welcome back to Touch Time. It is Tim Brown, Frank Ball. I want to thank our great friends CBD America Shana. Don't forget, right now, 30% off all products at all stores in uh, the metro area. You spend over $100, you get 30% off the products after that. And, you know, get some water, solubles, some topicals, some gummies, all that kind of good stuff. And uh, it's just high-quality stuff. Frank, so looking at this football game, I want to start a little bit with the defensive side. The front seven for Jacksonville is very, very good. Uh, They have Robertson Harris, number 95. I'll start with him. Very disruptive guy. Very good. Josh Allen, uh, who uh, was a first-round draft race a couple years ago, has had a heck of a season. And then Trayvon Walker and uh, Devon Lloyd, uh, both of them rookies. Uh, both of them first-round draft choices. Uh, both of them have played very well. Uh, this front seven is good. This front seven, uh, even when they rotate guys in and they bring in Peters and and, uh, and Lee, uh, Ledbetter, uh, they are a good, good football team up front uh, uh, in the front seven on the defensive side. And there were, at times they gave the Chiefs a little bit of fits. So on the defensive side, those are the guys you got to watch for. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, good defense. They, they played against the Chiefs pretty well. Uh, I, I just think this is a running back tight end game for the Chiefs. I just think they got them at Arrowhead. 
Uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars are the worst team in the league in covering the tight end. Uh, they do not uh, they do not stop the run. So I think Pacheco and also we all love Jarrett McKinnon, who was just elected captain late late in this season to be one of the captains for this football game. Uh, he's very pumped up about that. The Jarrett McKinnon is playing great. Uh, he's the offensive player for the month of uh, uh, December or the end of the season, December, January. I'm, he's just having a great end of season. Uh, I think Jacksonville will have their, their hands full on defense against, against those guys. If you look at the offensive side, obviously it starts with uh, Trevor Lawrence and, and then uh, ETN, a uh, heck of a running back. He's got a lot of home run ability in his running, but don't forget about those wide receivers, the Jones brothers, Jay Jones and Marvin Jones. And then there's another guy named Tim Jones. All Joneses. Got to keep. <laughs> They're Jonesing, the baby. They're Jonesing. They're Jonesing, and uh, and then of course Christian Kirk's a hell of a player. Uh, this is a nice team. This is a team that Chiefs are going to have to uh, deal with over the next four or five years. This is a team that's up and coming. Got a lot of young guys. Uh, offensively, uh, their offensive line is average, not great. I think the Chiefs had uh, had the advantage against their offensive line with their defensive line. On the other side, I think it's a wash. Uh, I think the offensive line for the Chiefs and the defensive line uh, just depends on timing and getting rid of the ball. And, and like you said, they, they, they're, they're pass rush guys, so they're up the field. So you can run the ball. There's some gaps. There's some fundamental issues they have because they're always green. They're always going after the quarterback. Uh, but, Frank, it's going to be a really good game. I agree with you. Man, I, uh, just more and more I looked at it today and a little bit yesterday. Uh, I know the spread's like nine and a half or ten. Man, I don't. I don't know. I I, I think that that's about right. Uh, I think the Chiefs, if they everything goes great for the Chiefs, they win by about ten. Okay. Uh, but I, you know, I I wouldn't be surprised if the Chiefs win by four or win by seven. I think it's going to be a close game, uh, and I just think the Chiefs' experience with Patrick Mahomes at home will carry the day. But um, I don't think this is going to be an easy game in any stretch of the imagination for the Chiefs. Yeah, I think it's going to be 31-24 right now. I think it's going to be a touchdown. I think uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars are going to pull out all the stops. They know they're a big underdog. Doug Peterson's going to do some stuff on special teams. Uh, fourth and ones in his own territory. He's going to probably go for fourth downs. He knows, you know, whether I give Patrick, Patrick Mahomes the ball on our 40-yard line or I give it to him at their 10-yard line. It doesn't matter because he's going to get the ball down the field in the end zone. Patrick Mahomes in the divisional round. He's 4-0, 69%, 1,232 yards passing. That's 308 yards a game. 12 TDs, no interceptions, 8.2 yards uh, per play average, and a 114 QBR. So he's pretty doggone good himself. We'll see how this Saturday game you know, gears up for these two football teams. Trevor Lawrence has never lost a game on a Saturday ever since he started playing high school football. And Patrick Mahomes is 4-0 since he started with the Chiefs on Saturday football games. It'll be great. The one thing I want to see, Pat or Chris Jones finally get a playoff sack. I think it's about time for him to get a playoff sack, don't you? I, I think he's going to get one early. Uh, I, and I loved his answer to the press. I'm going to get one early so you guys stop talking about it. <laughs> That's right. That's and we're going to end it right there. So, listen to Crunch Time.